0: Welcome to Compassion Radio 360. Good morning, honey. Welcome to Compassion Radio's 360 program. It's our end of the week roundup, so to speak, of the things that inspired us throughout the week that are not just religious things, but they bring mm-hmm. the things that God is kind of stirring in our hearts mm-hmm. along the way. So that's the kind of stuff we focus on. We find a story out there in the world that brings a bell with us. We ponder it for a while. We chew on it and say, what is it about this article that stirs us? Yeah. What is God trying to show us in all this? Welcome to the microphone.
1: <laughs> Thank you. That was a lot of words.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we got to cram them in at the beginning.
1: I just wanted to say about 360 that we have been so excited about doing this program because reading the news so often can be a bummer and a downer, and we have brought some very tough stories to this program.
0: When we do, though, the important for us is to bring hope into it, not a false hope, not just kind of generating some happiness, but seeing, is there something in there where we know God is present? If God is present in this, there is hope. And if that hope exists, what does it require of us? And what is it offering to us? So any story we bring on this program, hopefully, is going to be inspiring by the time we get done with it.
1: You said sometimes that we read a story and then we go look for a scripture. And yes, that's true. Mm -hmm. We do that. I sometimes, in reading the stories, as I'm praying through the stories I'm reading, oftentimes as I'm doing that, a scripture comes to mind that the Holy Spirit just prompts me and says, this is my take on this, or consider this in light of what you're reading.
0: That's precisely what I'm going for, too. Is it's not so much that I'm trying to figure out some way to cram a scripture into this, but it does bring up in our minds something we know we've heard somewhere. It's a scripture that we know from something in the past. We need to go find out where it is, make sure we know, right, and that we're not wrong about it.
1: Well, the story that you sent me for this week really just brought up so much emotion in me yeah. and I know it did in you too because when you were talking to you about it you were tearing up and I thought wow this is this is a story that really needs to be told and it has been told on CNN we that's where we have the article from but it is so special in so many ways because it's not just about color of skin mm-hmm. there is that involved in this story it's about kindness yeah yeah and generosity
0: And because the story we're going to read here touches on some issues that we as a family have gone through a number of times in the Mm -hmm. past 20 or 30 years, Mm -hmm. it brings back stuff. Yeah. Uh, And how important it was for us when we were hurting the most that kindness was shown to us and to our family. Absolutely. And when those kind of gentle offerings were made on behalf of those that we loved that were in pain or were suffering, that meant the world to us.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, the way this article starts is very telling of our society right now. The first sentence says, at first glance, it looks like another of those viral photos that we can barely look at anymore, that we we can't even watch it because it is a white state trooper leaning over the window of a car and a black man.
0: Into the face of a black man. In in a a traffic stop. Yeah.
1: And you first see that picture and I think, uh uh-oh. What's going to happen here? What is this story going to be about? But if you look more closely, you will see the trooper is holding this man's hand, and he's got his head bowed, and there's really more to the story. And that's what we're going to focus on today.
0: The trooper is leaning his thick arms through the open passenger window, says the article, to clutch the black man's right hand. The man's back is pinned against the passenger seat, and his eyes are squeezed shut, and he appears to be wincing in pain. And that's the key.
1: Mm-hmm. This photo is being widely shared for another reason than what we originally thought. The trooper is reaching in the car to help, not to harm. And the encounter has been described by those who witnessed it as not tragic, but inspiring. Yeah,
0: Inspiring because of the backstory and what became of it. And really, it's about the fruit of that encounter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What happened to the family that encountered this particular highway patrol officer and how they couldn't shake it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, this is a story being told by the daughter of this man in the picture, and she's driving the car, and the story goes that she was driving her daddy from Duke University Medical Center in Raleigh, North Carolina, back home to Columbia, South Carolina. He had been getting treatment for cancer, colon cancer. It was a late stage. And it was in late stage, and so this was, I don't know if it was a last-ditch effort, if it was... This is all we got. We don't really know that part of the story. We just know that this is a daughter that is loving on her daddy. And her mom's in the car as well. And her children are there. And she's probably feeling high emotion. Now, I know how that feels. (laughs) There were many times we drove my daddy home from MD Anderson in Houston after treatments for his leukemia. And that feeling of wanting to get him home so he can be in his comfort place, his safe place, and relax and rest is so important.
0: And by that time you're spent emotionally, because you've been on the edge, you've been talking to doctors, you've been in rooms praying with friends, you've been doing blood drives, all these kind of things that a family does to rally around somebody. And in our case, we were back and forth for two years or more, almost every other or every third weekend. Yeah from the Austin, Texas area, back and forth, back and forth, while we're having small children. So that chapter in our lives looms large. Yeah. As soon as I read the beginning of this article, I was immediately in that driver's seat Mm -hmm. feeling that. The driver of the car was named Ashley Wilkerson, and she says, it was a really beautiful moment for me to see this take place between my dad and the officer. The state trooper still himself has trouble digesting what happened that afternoon. And what was he doing? Well, we'll jump a little farther into the story. The trooper was praying for him.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Out loud, holding her dad's hand. And the reason why it would have been a risky proposition here was because dad, as weak as he was, as soon as they were pulled over in a state that they didn't live in by a white patrol officer, sensed danger. And he came to the defense of his daughter driving and looked the officer in the eye. He was standing for her. So the thing that I think is moving for her is that her dad stepped in to be her champion, to make sure that she was going to be treated with respect by whoever this person was. He was extremely weak. He'd just been through chemo. He's mm-hmm. wincing in pain, and he's wanting to get home. And we know what that's like when we can't take the medicine while you're traveling. you got to get home to take care of business. You know the one you love sitting next to you is in pain, mm-hmm. and you're trying to get them home as quick as possible. And yet this man is rising to make sure that his daughter is treated with respect. Mm-hmm. And she knows that too.
1: Yeah. Well, her first reaction was, "Oh no! You know, I'm speeding. It's a white police officer, and you know, this is scary to me." And her dad just says, "It's okay. Just be calm. It's going to be all right." Yeah. She had her two small daughters in the car and her mother in the back seat. You know, there's so many well documented incidences of things going way wrong in these kind of traffic stops, yeah. and I think well founded yeah. they were afraid. And her dad had already rolled down the window. He was just waiting for the trooper to come up on his side of the car. And he was going to have a conversation with him. Officer Doty walks up and says, do you know how fast you were going? Which is always a funny question to me yeah. because <laughs> because you're panicked. I don't know anything. You know, that's how I feel if I get stopped. So he asks for the registration and her driver's license. And the dad immediately jumps in, like you said, This is my baby, he says. This is my baby girl. She's driving me home from chemo treatment from Duke. I think this kind of took the officer aback. He just was stunned. Which to me was so encouraging when I read that. Many of us have been stopped by police who were not as nice or not as caring. And there's always fear there. So he takes this information and goes back to his car and he stays in there for a long time from what the daughter says. And they're getting very nervous.
0: The longer the wait, often the more dangerous situations have become. Mm -hmm. and. People who are traveling in places where they're not at home yeah. and in the black community have known this to be true. The longer the wait, the more the dangers there. You talk about anxiety ratcheting up. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening for this family. Yeah. But looking for a reason to make it worse for them was not what was going on in the patrolman's right. car. Right. He was processing a few things and trying to decide what to do next. And he was
1: struggling with it. Mm-hmm. Well, he had already noticed that the man was in pain in the car. He was slouched down in the seat. The way he looked, he was leaning back. He was just in a lot of pain. He'd already noticed that. Yeah. He also noticed how this father spoke up on behalf of his daughter, even though she's a grown woman. And I can remember my dad doing that for me mm-hmm. before, you know, as a grown woman. I thought it was so self-sufficient and able to take care of things. And then there were times when my dad would speak up and it was so life-giving to me. It was such mm-hmm. a gift. I know that that's how Ashley must have felt at that time. The officer noticed that. So he spent time in prayer in his car before he went back.
0: And that's what he told the reporter when the reporter finally found him. Finally
1: found him, yes.
0: When the reporter finally got the story from the patrolman, the patrolman acknowledges he noticed the pouch that was on the side of Mr. Geddes, and it brought back a lot of memories for him. Yes. Because he had been almost diagnosed with exactly the same thing earlier in his life. It came that close to him having massive cancer in his own system, and It took all the strength out of him to fight back and to deal with the bowel problems he was dealing with. He had built-in compassion because he remembers what it's like to suffer. That, to me, is where this thing links with spiritual truth. Yeah. And it also informed the way he was going to choose to exercise his authority and his power in the career he had chosen. As a patrolman, Mm -hmm. it immediately transformed his perspective on what his calling in life is and what the highest callings are, even beyond profession or occupation his highest calling was to love god first and love others
1: mm-hmm. we talk about that so much on compassion radio jesus calls us to love god with all our heart soul mind and strength and to love our neighbors as ourselves to love others is one of the highest callings that we have and this officer is doing that he shows right. that he exemplifies that high calling that we all as believers in christ as human beings need to follow right he goes back to their car asks a few questions. What kind of cancer do you have? Do you mind if I ask? Mr. Geddes says colon cancer. So that's when the wash comes over him of realizing I could be here. This is where I could have been in this place, this kind of pain. So he asks a question that not many police officers ask when a routine traffic stop. Can I pray with you? Well, of course, he said.
0: Compassion Radio will continue to keep bringing you encouragement from the Word, inspiring stories from the front lines of faith, and awesome opportunities to make a difference for the kingdom around the world. But we need your help right now to continue doing just that. Please take a moment today to consider how you might help us to accomplish our unique media ministry and mission. Remember, friends, Compassion Radio is always a coalition of the willing. Are you willing to help get out God's good news stories of the kingdom really living the gospel in the 21st century? Oh, I hope so. Thank you, friends, for standing with Compassion Radio during these times of great change to our normal life. Of course, there's nothing normal about our situation, but there's also nothing normal about the kind of faith and power we find in Jesus. We have a very special giving opportunity for a special offering to the church in Ukraine. And I beg of you, send your best gift today to support the christian family there just visit our website compassionradio.com or call our toll-free order line 1-800-868-2478 our mailing address is compassion radio p.o box 2770 orange california 92859 reach out to us whatever way works for you and now back to our discussion
1: So he asks a question that not many police officers ask when a routine traffic stop. Can I pray with you? Well, of course, he said.
0: Of course he's going to say that. For a couple of reasons. One, he's in pain Mm -hmm. and someone's offering him some comfort. And two, because the entire family are believers. The mother's in ministry. The father's a deacon. I mean, the whole family understands the power of prayer. They've been begging for it from Mm -hmm. their friends and family Mm -hmm. for months and years. The officer doesn't know this. No. But he acknowledged to the uh, reporter that the debate was going on with him. It was like the Spirit of God was saying, I need to pray out loud for him. Mm-hmm. And the other side of him was warring, saying, but is that professional? Should I do something like that? Yeah. You don't want to take a risk and look like a fool. But I think what I'm hearing in the officer's testimony to this reporter is, I would have been a bigger fool for not obeying God.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He tells them after he gets through praying, I just wanted you to know that someone's praying for you along your journey Hmm. someone's going to be praying you home watching out for you so it was so moving to read this yeah and this story does not have a real happy ending in the sense of they all lived happily ever after kind of thing that we want to hear but it has a peaceful ending it has a very peaceful ending mr Geddes died and his daughter
0: months later yeah
1: wanted the world to see this picture of this trooper she had kind of secretly taken a picture of him you don't see his face in the picture. But she wanted to put this out there on social media to say, this man was a treasure for our family. He prayed for us. He encouraged us. He loved on my family. And I want the world to know that. And it went viral, apparently. So many people saw it, and it got to the state trooper department in North Carolina, Mm -hmm. and they sent a letter back to the family saying, we are so glad Mm. that this happened. We are so glad that this is a great story that we can encourage our troopers with to say, hey, it's not always about getting the tickets written. It's not always about that kind of thing, but it's about caring for the people of our community. And that's exactly what this officer had done.
0: The officer, Doty, had slipped something into Mr. Geddes's hand, mm-hmm. which the daughter really didn't know about. But he clutched it and kept it. And after he passed away a few months later, she discovered that what he had given to her dad was a silver cross. I mean, a real silver one. Yeah. Something of actual intrinsic value. I mean, you could sell this thing and make money with it. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, that officer had that with him in his car, maybe as a reminder to pray. Mm -hmm. And apparently that cross stayed on Mr. Geddes' nightstand all the way until he passed away.
1: Mm. Officer Doty said that he often prays as he's driving, as he pulls people over, he prays before he gets out of his car. And he's asking God to give him wisdom, give him insight into each stop that he makes. The scripture that came to mind for me when I read this, and I think this is maybe on Officer Doty's heart, Mm -hmm. Is from Hebrews. It's Hebrews 13, 2. And it says, Don't forget to be kind to strangers, for some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Yeah. Now, I don't know that he believes Mr. Geddes was an angel. I don't think Mr. Geddes was an angel. But he was a child of God that Officer Doty saw as valuable and treasured and important in his walk with the Lord to minister to this man.
0: Yeah. And he sees him. In a way that Jesus sees him. That's yes. that's the big thing for me. Yeah. And so it could be a metaphor in entertaining angels. We don't always meet literally the messengers from the throne room of God in the flesh, but some have. And some have stories. Even I have had stories of encounters that are eerily reminiscent of that scripture. Like, yeah. did I see what I thought I saw there? But if the word angel means one sent by God for a specific purpose, mm. which is one of the working definitions yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. People can fit into God's purposes that way, and for that purpose, they're angels.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: They're placed somewhere where God wants to use them to reach the heart of another and to bring about something that others will see and bring glory to God. Mm -hmm. You know, God is jealous in that way. He wants stories that are about Him because He knows He's good, and if people can remember Him or can encounter His kindnesses through His people, people are going to respond to that and say, that's the kind of God I really do want to know. Mm -hmm. People have had enough of condemnation and people trying to stuff God into their own judgmental bag, making God their sledgehammer. Mm. Officer Doty did not live like that. He had encountered compassion and kindness and had survived and knew God took care of him. He was paying it forward. And that to me is one of the greatest callings we have in life is Mm. to pay forward the goodness that God gives us and expresses in our lives. And making that a cause that we, if we do nothing else in life, but mm-hmm. to be kind and to love somebody, the stranger or the one right next to us, our neighbors,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we've done good. Yeah. And it was good that we were here on this planet for God's purposes.
1: This is absolutely the fruit of the Spirit.
0: Absolutely. In
1: this man's life, coming out in so many different ways.
0: My scripture coming out of the story is from Philippians 4, 6, which simply says, I'll read it from the ASV, in nothing be anxious. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. The first part to me is big. In nothing be anxious. We're always in something. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to be in nothing. We are always in something. And in everything (laughs) that is something, don't be anxious. Period. It's not about something Things don't make us anxious. We are anxious people in circumstances. And it's not always a choice that we sense we're making. But nonetheless, the Word of God is saying that we do have some agency here. The anxiety we feel is a product of some thought process, of some experience that we have decided to be afraid of. Mm -hmm. And sometimes fear is justified, but that doesn't mean we have to be afraid, even if it's justified. That scripture is giving us freedom to reconsider our circumstances and what kind of power we have within them. I'm sure of that. But the second part, in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. What if God does the inspiring for what to pray for? What if God pings our heart to say, have you thought about praying for this? Or have you thought of so-and-so? Have you considered? And the Spirit stirs in us that way. And we choose then to turn that thought into prayer back to God. Mm-hmm. And on behalf of whoever's around us, our prayers, our supplications, our requests, meaning meaning our request to God for something to change. With Thanksgiving, that always seems like an interesting clip on the end of there. You know what I think I'm, I'm understanding from this story about that word? Thanksgiving to me is about realizing God put this in my heart. He wants to answer this. What a joy it is to be able to converse with God in the things that are already on his mind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if we pray our prayers and our supplications and realize that God's intimately involved with the whole thought process, he wants to hear us pray, he brought it up. He moved our hearts to pray these things. What a joy it is to know that God was concerned about how I thought and felt and prayed.
1: We've often talked about how people will come to mind... And you don't know what to do with that sometimes. Why did this person pop into my mind? And the thing that has been so strong in my heart is to pray for them. When I mm-hmm. hear the Spirit prompt me with a person's name or a situation that I don't really know a lot about, but or even if I do know a lot about it, just pray. Mm-hmm. And in all things, in all situations, I think this scripture talks about that. And one of the translations says that God longs to hear our requests. He wants to hear from us. He wants to hear all of the things that we need, even though he already knows our needs. Mm -hmm. He wants to hear us express those things to him. And he wants to hear our thankfulness. He wants to hear what we're thankful for in the situation, even.
0: I just think there's a lot about our own internal thankfulness. There are things we discover we should be thankful for, period. Mm -hmm. But I do think this is a little more specific in that he's talking about, we realize how wonderful it is to be invited by God to be involved in a conversation. That he really does want to hear from us. Absolutely. And if your hero calls you and says, hey, I've been thinking about you. What's on your mind? Your heart lifts because your hero thought of you.
1: Mm -hmm. Our hero thinks of us a lot.
0: And he stands for us. Yeah. And in a family in South Carolina that lost their dad to a disease, which is horrible, they have a story along the way that God gave them of grace and of kindness and of God's awareness of their situation.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: That they sensed that God was in that. Mm-hmm. And I believe he was too.
1: He is the God who sees.
0: And that is our Compassion Radio 360 for today. The article that inspired this story, of course, is uh, linked from our podcast page on our website. So if you'd like to read that story for yourself, just go to CompassionRadio.com and look up this program in the broadcast archive section. And you'll find that link there. And We thank you so much for joining us on this faith journey. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you again for an all-new Compassion Radio Chasing the Word on Monday. Focused right now on the current crisis in and around Ukraine. I personally met with dozens of refugees and kingdom workers who ran to the front lines of need and have selflessly given of themselves completely, thoroughly, and as I saw, to the point of indescribable exhaustion. I saw refugee and servant alike shiver in a vicious blizzard that struck the first week of March. They were very much alike in one important way. They were absolutely determined to survive this ordeal and to redeem what their lives have become. We need to follow their example. Will you help us today? We have blankets and food to buy, tanks to fill with gas, and medicine to help them survive the days ahead. This need is not going away anytime soon. Friends, really, we need you now to step up. Please give generously, even sacrificially, right away. I know that God will be pleased if we do. So call us today at 1-800-868-2478. Mail us at PO Box 2770, Orange, California, 92859, or give online at CompassionRadio.com. We need you, friend, so contact us today.